0: How can we have a fresh start? If we can be like Him, you will have no problems in your relationships. If we can be like Him, everything will come together.
1: Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, and the president of Dayspring Bible College in Mundelein, Illinois. Hi, this is Jim Scudder, and you're listening to In Grace today on
0: our program. We're going to continue talking about God wanting you to have a fresh start. Here we are in the... New year, we're in our first week of 2024 and I thought it would be great to start the year with a sermon series of God giving us second chances, third chances, fourth chances, fresh starts is uh, what we're talking about. And we're going to talk about especially in our homes. God wants to give you a fresh start with your raising your kids, with your marriage and your relationships. So we're going to talk about child training today and I'm going to talk a little bit about agape love. I'm starting with that. I'm going to give you two true but a little humorous examples of agape love in your marriage, and we'll start with that and we'll continue to talk more about that and raising children today here on In Grace. I also am excited because In Grace is going to be giving those of you that contact us a free bookmark. It says, I stand with Israel and the Jewish people. Now more than ever, we need to stand with Israel. Genesis 12, 3 is on the back. I will bless them that bless thee. You're going to want to get one of these. Again, this is free from us here at In Grace, one 800 8 Grace, Or go to our website, ingraceradio.com. If you give us a gift of any amount, I'm also going to send you a poster that says, I stand with the Jewish people. And Genesis 12, 3 is on the poster. An original art of the Star of David is on here. And this would be so awesome for you to put up somewhere and say, I am standing with those that brought me the scriptures and the savior. And so this would also be a great conversation starter. Uh, again, the posters for a gift of any amount, the bookmark is free. Contact us today 1-800-78-GRACE 1-800-78-GRACE Here's a way for you to understand what agape love means in marriage Agape means that you will be interested in March Madness Okay, That's agape love For the man agape love is you will sit down and watch a Hallmark movie That's agape love, right? There was once a mild-mannered man who was really sick and tired of his wife bossing him around. And so he went to a psychiatrist and uh, explained all this, and the psychiatrist said, hey, I've got a good book for you on assertiveness. So this guy goes out to the parking lot, flips through the book, speed reads it, gets home, slams the door, and said, woman, I am tired of you bossing me around from now on. This is how it's going to be. You're gonna wait on me From hand to foot. As soon as I get home, you're going to have a gourmet meal on the table. After I'm done eating, you will wipe my face with a napkin, and you will then serve me a sumptuous dessert. After that, you will draw me a bath so I can relax from the stress of the day. And after that, you will get me dressed and comb my hair. And she says, yeah, really? Who's going to do that? Last part, the funeral director. So books on assertiveness aren't necessarily what's gonna help your marriage, but what will help your marriage is what God says about marriage. It's really simple, just to go, so if God created us and God created marriage between, by the way, one man and one woman, that's how he designed it, that's the only way it works. Okay, if God did this, shouldn't we open up what he said about it and read it and know it? Shouldn't that be what we should do? Why would we, why would we go to psychology or psychiatry? Why would we go and try to understand man's wisdom on this? What does God say? Well, God says in Ephesians chapter five, verse 22, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. You say, well, that's antiquated. Well, I'm telling you, if he designed us, he made us, he made marriage, he knows what he's talking about, Okay. We're not talking about the husband being a dictator or a jerk. We're going to get to the husband. I think actually the husband has the higher hill to climb here, okay? And women, you probably don't think so, but I really do. Submit yourselves unto your own husband as unto the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, uh, even as Christ is the head of the church. So this is, there's an important lesson here because it ties in the obedience or the, the reverence that a woman should have to the husband to the reverence that the church should have for Christ. You see, there's a a connection to God here. This is not just, you know, an antiquated, this is the culture of the day, and that's what they did. This is deeper than that, okay? So this is very important. Christ is the head of the church. He is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be unto their own husbands in everything. So for the wife, uh, she needs to respect She needs to know that the man is wired to be a provider, a protector, and a fixer. That's why he wants to fix you. Don't try to fix your wife, okay? Listen to your wife. We'll get to that in a second. But that's why he's trying to fix you. You have a problem. You tell him the problem. You don't want him to fix your problem. You want someone to listen. You want someone to be thoughtful, someone to be caring, okay? So husbands, We'll get to that in a second. But what a wife needs to do is respect. This doesn't come natural to show him deference and and to respect him as the provider and the fixer and the protector. But it takes work, and that's that's where God comes into this situation. For the woman, for the female in the marriage relationship, to not to say she should never have an opinion, certainly, A good man is wise to ask and value the opinion of his wife, okay? But women, the the husband is the head, not of the home, but of the wife. That's what it says here. Now you say, well, yeah, the husband is the head, but I'm the neck. It turns the head, okay? Okay, You're not getting it. You're not getting it. Okay, then let's go to verse 25. Husbands, now if you women say, well, that's too hard, I can't do that. Now listen to what we have to do. Okay, love your wives. By the way, this is agape, agape love. Love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church. I I submit to you, this is the harder task. We have to love unconditionally, sacrificially. Uh, We have to love all the time as Christ loved the church. What did he do? He sacrificed himself. He was a servant. So, husbands, this is what we are to be doing in the marital relationship. And it doesn't come natural to us. So, husbands, here's what you need to do you need to do two things. You need to be more thoughtful. I know that's scary. Thoughtful, and you have to be more romantic, okay? Just as the woman doesn't come naturally to her to show deference and respect and obey. It also doesn't come natural for the husband to be thoughtful and romantic. But if you will do those two things, you will be amazed at how your marriage relationship improves because this is what God told us to do. How do you love your wife? Unconditionally, agape, sacrificially. Be thoughtful and be romantic. So how do you do that? Figure it out. Figure it out. So that's basically... What God is trying to tell us to do as husbands and wives to have a good marital relationship. Again, to have the best relationship is when you have the close relationship with God in a daily fellowship, and then from that's going to flow out a, a good relationship with your, your husband or your wife. Now, what about kids? What about kids? In Psalm 127, verse 1, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh, but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of thy youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full. You say, well, how many... How many are in the quiver? Well, that's, I hope it's not over hundred, right? What does that mean? Well, first of all, children are a heritage of the Lord. We have to look at our children not as a pain or as a problem, but as a gift, as a treasure, okay? We're to guard that. The Lord needs to build a house, but we need to be the person in the house that values, and next to your relationship with God and your relationship to your wife, the relationship with your children has to be top, and you have to focus on them. You can't, uh, you can't ignore them. Uh, you have to spend time with them and, and find out what their interests are, and do things with them. Love them. Okay. Now, how many children should you have? I had one guy. He was really big on having these big seminars. You would know his name. I'll just say his name, Bill Gothard. He was coming to my church, and uh, he comes up to me. He says, "Yeah, I studied out. Be fruitful and multiply in Genesis." And I studied out. Uh, here in Psalms, what the quiver full is. He said, be fruitful and multiply means seven children. And then he said, uh, your quiver full means eight children. I, I'm like, looking at him like, are you kidding me, Bill? Are you saying that the Bible's wrong? Is it seven or is it eight? You know, so, uh, You know, our quiver was full at two. I don't know what your quiver holds, but the Bible doesn't say, okay? The bottom line here is, When you have children, however many you decide to have, and be prayerful about that, ask the Lord to help you in this. This is a tough thing. I mean, even before they're born, think about this. You are given the responsibility of giving this this soul a name, a name. How hard is a name? It can't be old-fashioned, right? It can't be someone that you don't like. All the while, the name has to ensure your inheritance. I mean, this is a tough thing, just naming the kids. Then they're born, and you spend the first year teaching them to walk and to talk. And then you spend the next 20 years teaching them to sit down and stop talking. (laughs) This is a tough thing that God has, has... entrusted us with, and, and <clears throat> most people don't know, they don't think they come with a, uh, an owner's manual, but they actually do, they actually do. The Bible gives us the instructions on how to uh, be good parents.
1: Are you passionate about standing with Israel and showing your support? Well, InGrace Radio has a special offer just for you. For a limited time only, InGrace is giving away a beautiful I Stand With Israel bookmark, absolutely free. And when you give a gift of any amount, Jim Scudder Jr. will also send you an inspiring I Stand With Israel poster. That's right. With your generous gift to InGrace, you'll receive this meaningful set to remind you to stand with Israel. To take advantage of this amazing offer and help InGrace stand with Israel and reach more people with the clear gospel, call now at 800-78-GRACE. That's 800-78-GRACE. Or visit our website at ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047 don't miss this opportunity to make a difference and proudly display your support for Israel call 800-78-GRACE go to ingraceradio.com or write to P.O. Box 9 Lake Zurich Illinois 60047 today together we stand with Israel and the Jewish people let's
0: give you a couple tips that I've learned in my life I learned this from my parents and I'm also learned this uh, as a parent um, and, and by the way, just, I'll just tell you this. You can say no to your children. You can say no. I know that's hard to believe, but you really should say no. Not all the time. You need to say yes too, but you need to say no. Now, grandparents, you never should say no. Amen? <laughs> Here's a couple tips. Parent the heart, not the behavior. Parent the heart. Uh, how do you do that? Well, watch their facial expressions, okay? They might be saying, okay, or they, they'll do what you say to do, but you can watch their face to know if they really have the, that correct attitude, okay? This is one of those things. If you can get good at reading their attitude on their face, it will go along the way. Why? Because you've gotta get rid of that rebellion. Discipline them. Discipline them. Now, that's not all you do. You have to discipline from the foundation of love. You're gonna be putting in the bank love, spending time, getting on the floor, playing with them, turning off your device, having dinner with them. So you're putting all of that in the bank, and then when it comes time to discipline, you're gonna do that from the foundation of love. They're gonna know for sure, for sure, for sure that you love them. And that what you're going to do is, is from that perspective. Proverbs 13, 24, he that spareth his rod hateth his sons. Do you hate your children? Well, I'm not gonna spank them. Well, the Bible says to spank your children, okay? God actually chastens us as as his children, so we should be chastening our, our children if you love them, if you love them. When do you spank? You spank for willful disobedience. You spank for defiance of authority, okay? Willful disobedience and defiance of authority, Now, one thing that you do need to do with your children is praise them. Here's a list of things that you can say to your children. I'm proud of you. Way to go. I knew you could do it. What a good helper. You're very special to me. I trust you. What a treasure. Beautiful work. Well done. That's so creative. You're a joy. I love you. Say I love you to your children Every day, and maybe multiple times a day, encourage, build them up, praise them, and then your relationship with your children—if you'll do that—will flourish. Now you say, "Well, what if I've really messed up? What if it's—is is it too late for me?" If they're still in the house, you're still in charge, okay? And and if you'll love them, the agape love them. You know, you'll be, need to be strict sometimes. You'll need to be the parent, okay? But they're going to respond to that eventually. If you continue to love them, they'll respond to that, and they will—they uh, will come out right. Now, what about the relationship between a employer and an employee? Okay, this is another big relationship, an important one. Uh, the Bible actually says in Colossians three twenty two, "Servants, obey all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in singleness of heart." fearing God. Now, obviously, the context of the day when this was written was the Roman Empire, which had uh, more slaves than, than free people. And obviously, we, we today know that that's not the way that society should be. But I think Christianity is what changed slavery. But there's still this principle here, right? Obey those things that your boss tells you to do. And then it says in verse 23, whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. Now this is hard. This is how you can be a good employee. You need to work hard. You shouldn't steal. Now some people, I I wouldn't steal, but what if you're not working hard? That's stealing, right? You're, you're, You're being lazy at work or whatever. Don't do that. That's not honoring God. You say, well, I thought I had to honor the Lord, but my boss isn't the Lord. Well, that's true, except the Bible says whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord. So here's what I would suggest. Treat your boss as you would treat Christ. That's actually what the next verse says in Colossians 3.24. Knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. Have you ever thought of that? At work, you're actually serving the Lord? Now, some of you work here, and uh, that, you especially need to be uh, uh, aware of the way that you should behave yourselves at work, but all of us do. Don't talk behind the boss's back. Don't talk behind other people's back. Be on time. Be on time. Say, Pastor, you're really hitting close to home today. Well, I don't know. I'm just telling you, if you want to have a good relationship with your boss, here are some things that you should think about and things that you should do. Now, what about a relationship, if you're the boss, with your employees? Well, here's in, in the next chapter, in Colossians 4, verse 1, master is given to your servants, that which is just and equal, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. It always goes back to your relationship with God, right? In the marriage, it talks about relationship with Christ. In, in the home, Uh, And in the workplace, it's always tying it back to the relationship with God. So here are some tips for bosses. Treat your employees right. Pay them a fair wage. Don't seek to get rich at others' expense. And be a servant. If you can do those things as a boss, you will endear your workers, and they will work harder for you because they know You are taking advantage, you're treating them fair, you're being respectful, and you are a servant yourself. And the workflow, the work pace will certainly improve. So how can we have a fresh start, especially in our relationships? It all comes down to making Jesus the example. Knowing him first, and then learning more about him every day, studying him, knowing what he said, knowing what he wants us to do in our lives. He is the example. He is the ultimate example of agape. He is the one that came and died for our sins and rose again. If we can be like him, you will have no problems in your relationships. If we can be like him, everything will come together. And that's really the simplicity of it all. How can we have a fresh start? His mercies are new. He is a God of love. Love is the platform where where we can show others that we care about them, in our marriages, in our relationships with our kids, at work, in our neighborhoods. If we can really truly love people as God loves us, as Christ loved us, we're going to have a great new year. And I hope all of you have learned something in in our series, in our study, in this Fresh Start series. And I hope that maybe. Uh, there might be a few of you that have never—you don't remember a time in your life that you've put your faith in Jesus. You don't remember a time that you've that you've uh, accepted the gift called eternal life. Uh, the Bible actually calls salvation a gift. In Ephesians two eight, it says, "For by grace are you saved through faith, and not of yourselves. It is a what gift? Gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast." So salvation is a gift. How do we get the gift? Through faith. This is all by God's grace. What is faith? Faith is trust, dependence, putting our faith in, not ourselves, not a religion, not a priest, not a pastor, not a prayer, but in the person and work of Jesus. He is the son of God. He came, he lived a perfect life. He fulfilled all the prophecies, all the types. He came and died on the cross, pouring out his blood for you. He loved you that much, that he has given you the ability to be saved from hell to heaven. So how how can you be saved? Well, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, that's anyone, believeth in him, that's to trust in him, should not perish, that's hell, but have everlasting life. That's the greatest news in the entire world. And that will kickstart a fresh start in all of your relationships. We are so thrilled that God did that for us, that he died for our sins and rose again. And if you'll simply believe in him, you'll be saved. And a lot of people say, Pastor Scudder, isn't that just too simple? Well, it, it, it is simple, but it's not cheap because it took the life of God to accomplish this. Jesus is God who died for our sins and it rose. And so uh, we have nothing to offer, so it has to be free. And so it is simple. It's so simple a child can understand it. And uh, sometimes we just have to kind of put away our desire to do it ourselves and to earn it and just say, okay, I accept it as a gift. I, I believe that Jesus died and rose again for my sins, and I trust that that's enough to get me to heaven. The Bible says when you do that, you have eternal life, and that's good news. Let me also tell you I'm excited to be able to meet Those of you in Arizona, I'll be out there with my wife in about a month in the Phoenix area. It's called Gather in Grace. And we have a lot of our In Grace listeners and viewers out there. We'd love to, to meet you. We have some tickets left. These are free tickets. We're gonna have some music. I'll speak about Israel and the end times and some food, time of fellowship. And you can go to our website right now and see if we have some tickets left. I think we're getting close to running out. Ingraceradio.com. Ingraceradio.com. Click on gather in grace. We also wanna let you know that we're giving out free bookmarks because I think we need to stand with Israel and the Jewish people now more than ever. That's what the bookmark says. It says, I stand with Israel and the Jewish people. The Star of David, original artwork is on here. On the back of the bookmark, it says, I will bless them that bless thee, Genesis 12, 3. And this is a great way to be reminded every time you open your Bible or book, whatever you put this in, that you stand with Israel. The one that brought you the Savior, the one that brought you the The scriptures, the nation of Israel, I stand with them. I stand with the Jewish people. The bookmarks are free, and we'd love to send you one. We also would love to send you a poster that says the same thing. I stand with the Jewish people. The Star of David's on there, Genesis 12, 3. The poster, you can put somewhere prominent just to to be a conversation starter and say, I support Israel. And that's for a gift of any amount. So if bookmark is free, poster, a gift of any amount, contact us today, 1-800-78-GRACE.
1: Don't miss this opportunity to make a difference and proudly display your support for Israel. InGrace is giving away a beautiful I Stand With Israel bookmark, absolutely free. And when you give a gift of any amount, Jim Scudder Jr. will also send you an inspiring I Stand With Israel poster. To take advantage of this amazing offer and help InGrace reach more people with the clear gospel, call 800-78-GRACE. Go to ingraceradio.com or write to PO Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois. Just call us 800 78 Grace or go online ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at ingrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on Ingrace Radio.